This is Crystal Bunch, music director here at KZMU Moab. Recently I had a moment to sit down and virtually chat with Dusty of The Wonders. The Wonders recently released their EP Wonders under Big Oak Records. We talked about the history of the band, how they would describe their music, the new single that just recently dropped, and Dusty's favorite tracks on the record. Thanks again, Dusty, for hanging out and chatting with me about this new EP. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to KZMU Moab and The Artist Speaks. I am here today with Dusty, who is the lead vocalist and guitarist for Wanderers. And what brings us here today is the Wanderers just released um, recently their self-titled EP. So that was released under Big Oak Records. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the one. Awesome. Well, before we get started on the actual album, what's the history of the band? What's the rundown of the Wonders? How did that start? What was how the idea form? Yeah, well, it kind of formed for me. Uh, for me personally, it was like a, a project to have um, outside. I mean, I had a project at the time that was very much this band. We were kind of almost methodically trying to trying to make it in Australia. And um, there's like a radio station here, and you really have to you know have to be indie and cool and do all that stuff. And I don't know, for me, it was um, you know we had like synths, and it was a synth wave pop kind of crossover thing and it was cool we got to go over and play in london and and tour around and do lots of fun things but there was something about it that just kind of um i guess the nature in which we went about it that was too calculated for my liking and i really wanted a project that was just like oh, i just want to write like whatever genre or whatever style or whatever i didn't i didn't didn't need to matter uh what we're actually doing as long as it was fun and that was the point of wonder is like the songs didn't have to be three and a half minutes long and we just i mean that's how it began i think over time it developed into a particular sound which is where we're at now but in the very beginning and we were called we were actually called wasted wanderers in the beginning and i think the point was is because we didn't actually know what we were doing or what style it was or anything like that we just wanted to make music and that was the that was how this band started um and then slowly that so i guess it began as my side project and then became the main thing is that other band fizzled out and um yeah, and it started at a jam session on a Monday night, which is a regular gig that we have here in Adelaide at a place called the Grace Emily. And I just awesome. remember getting getting up uh, my mates Ben and, and Matt had only just met actually that night. But just we got up on stage and started having a hit through one of my songs, uh, Mary Jane, which actually is, it actually made it onto one of our EPs. So that's the first time we ever played together was one of my songs. And so and then we just went, this is good. Let's do it. You know, let's make a record. And, and just, yeah, then we just kept making records. That's so awesome. Yeah, I got on the website today as I was getting ready for the interview and noticed, like, first of all, all the rad merch, but then as well, all the different the albums that you have there. I think it's really awesome because this is the this is this EP is what brought my attention to you. I had no idea of the Wanderers before that. And you know, I listen to a lot of music, so it kind of caught my attention. I was like, I need to talk to them. Like, this is this is a really, really great AP. And your sound is like, like you said, it's not indie pop, synthwave, whatever. Like, you have your own sound, which is also like, I mean, I, this may be the worst description ever, but it's like loungy and it's like great. And, you know, it reminds me of a beach in the summer. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of yacht rock in there somewhere, too. We, we, I don't know if you heard that terminology before, but yacht rock. I like to. I did an interview recently where, because um, I, I, I don't know, I get a little bit tired of trying to creatively come up with ways to describe our sound, and so I just said, it sounds like, um, sounds like the records from your dad's collection that you listen to while he's not home, because you don't want him to think that you know it's cool. Right. No, that that's good. Like, I like that. <laughs> there's something kind of dad about it. 
but uh you know in a way that i guess you know it's not i don't know i don't think it's kind of daggy it's just um it's just how we like to do it so for me that genre is naturally how where we ended up because it's it does encompass a lot of things there's rock in there there's blues and soul and and pop and like there's kind of like no uh very clear parameters in, in which you have to kind of sit so you can lean more towards you know one song can have right. a, a slight southern soul old country tinge to it while the other can be disco almost you know and right. i think that that's why we we sit in the realm that we do because it's not very restrictive yeah no it's great um and speaking of that so let's get back to the actual ep that you just released now with that ep the, some of the my favorite tracks are nothing in this world and penny what would you say that your go-to tracks are on the ep do you have a favorite it's always yeah, a hard my, my favorite i mean the most satisfying song to finish in, in terms of well probably nothing in this world that song we had to wrestle with that one for a long time before we got it right probably malibu for me was just because i don't know for me it's 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 a it pleases what i like to hear with music or the twists and turns that i like to hear in a song i managed to like it's the, the kind of things that i like to hear like what uh, i don't know that make my eyebrow raise when i hear someone else's song i feel like i managed to achieve that in that song as well you know so, so for me personally if i were to hear this record uh having not been part of it i probably would the song Malibu would probably prick my ears up the most. Yeah. And um, and that song, I don't know, I just like the story of it and, and where I wrote it. Well, I was in Los Angeles at the time and just kind of how it all came together and how, how it turned out. It's probably my favorite sounding one on the record as well in terms of the production. So, And it's got the big sax part. And yeah, I just like it. It's got a good <laughs> when you but were producing... It's, it's not the most simplistic sort of pop one. It's probably, it's, to some other people, it might seem kind of rigid and a little bit con- confusing, uh, uh, but um, I like it. No, yeah. it's good. It's good too. Um, when you were producing this album, or I should say, as as you guys were producing, is this something that you were doing pre-pandemic, or is this something you were doing during or after? Or it's like in the music world, it's always like pre-pandemic, you know, because we have all oh, these yeah. albums that were coming out that people held on to. What was that like for you guys? Well, yeah, a lot of it was written pre-pandemic. Sorry, um, I'm pretty much all of it was. Malibu was the last one because I wrote that. Right. We're probably finishing that song as the pandemic started hitting in terms of uh, writing. But we'd actually, we'd recorded Penny, uh, uh, Make It On My Own was already out in the world. That's actually a, a previous single. And we'd recorded the bed tracks for like Nothing In This World. What else is on that record? I can't remember. But um, Oh, and Molly as well. So a lot of it had already existed. But um, uh, on our trip to the States in October 2019, we actually went to Dave Grohl's studio, the Foo Fighters Studio 606 in Los Angeles. And then we were um, working out a deal to, we'd actually booked in to record this album there so we we're gonna so all the tracks that we had been working on kind of became demos for this record that we we're going to make at studio 606 which is going to be may 2020 but we all know what happened to that uh, <laughs> yeah. so yeah that never and, and i guess that when when it, when the plans change at, at the beginning they didn't go okay cool this isn't going to happen see you later it just went okay well let's book it for september okay let's make it 2021 yeah. now okay. and it kept pushing back until eventually when we went dude i'm getting sick of these songs i don't i just want to get them out so we kind of had to go back and go okay i guess they're not demos anymore you know how do we make them uh how do we make them something we want to release again because i guess it was more a perceptive thing because we had been recording them as if we were doing an actual album Mm -hmm. before this before all this studio 606 stuff happened so at one point in time they were good enough to be released 
And we had just changed our perception of them to become demos for what we're going to do in America. So it was just a case of then pulling the songs out again and like, I don't know, kind of revisiting them. Like I retracked a lot of vocals. We redid various other things. I think one of the songs we redid again from the ground up, obviously Malibu was a new song. So we recorded that from scratch. So yeah, we basically, we gave it all like a 2021 treatment. A revamp. Completely revamped all of them. Um, but still, it's still to me, I can tell, I don't know if anyone else can, but I can tell there's, you can hear differences in the production or in, in the kind of sound of each song, um, which to me is like the COVID sound because it was home studios, stuff mm-hmm. being sent between different uh, members of the band, stuff back and forth between here, uh, Victor Harbour, which is down south of Australia, sorry. And then um, some stuff done in Sydney, some um, some stuff done in New York. So it's it's everything's on there. So it's very much the COVID sound. But yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of it was written prior to COVID and then completed and then retouched afterwards. So we added in, we injected it with some COVID. <laughs> <That's so funny>. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it's it's absolutely incredible to listen to the stories of how albums were produced. Because I'm not a musician. So for me, all of it's like unfamiliar. But to hear the stories from the artists and the stories all the same, you know, everybody spread out and they all did their part. And then we brought it all together and made this this album. And I've had fans too that say, you know, we've made this whole entire album. We've never played it together. And that to me is like, you guys are heroes because I I literally couldn't do it. But speaking of going forward, forget about the pandemic for a minute. I seen on Facebook that you have a single dropping tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's probably tomorrow for you. For us, it dropped this morning. So, yeah, so that's tomorrow that. for us. That's tomorrow for you guys. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, I'm getting uh, some of the feedback come through already. That's cool. That's actually a song. I think for me, maybe it's because of COVID and this whole pandemic and everything that's going on. It's just like, it's, I just really want to retire the stuff that we've been working on. Not, right. Retire is probably a negative way to put it, but it's more just like there's some stuff that we've held on to that I guess with this EP, we've released a lot of music, the stuff we've been playing live for a while. There's some stuff on the, some of the tracks on this EP are probably three years old or so. So it's been really nice to get them out. And the, we had one last song, which we've been playing live. We're basically finishing our set with this song for the last three or four years. And it's a real fan favorite. Everyone sings along with it. Everyone knows the words. We've tried to record it multiple times and it just didn't capture the energy that it does live. And we just didn't know why. So I guess when we were, because disc- we're going to play it South by Southwest next week. So ahead of that, we really wanted to release another song. We didn't have anything else ready. I was like, well, what about that song? What about it? Like, why, why don't we give that another crack? And so we decided to just get in a studio, all face each other. It's a beautiful studio here in Adelaide called Chapel Lane. And uh, we filmed it live. And that take from that live recording is also the audio that's released as the single and so there's a, the video for it is the same take and everything so it's just a, it's a, essentially cool. a live single and then that's the only version of that's going to there's no there's never going to be a version of that song where we sit there and overdub and polish it you know no, to the cows come home in the studio it's just this is the ver- this is the way the song has to be so it's a song called what about it and uh, um yeah super catchy halftime shuffle 70s someone uh, said it sounded a bit boz skags today uh, <laughs> And we got a sax solo, we got a grand piano solo, we got some funky clave in there. We got uh, it's it's a good time. Well, when I hear it tomorrow, when I can listen, I'll let you know. Um, speaking of, okay, we're moving forward again. What is next for you guys? You're out touring. Are you coming to the states or are you staying? We're gonna be. We're gonna leave on uh, on Sunday. We're leaving in four days, I guess, to 
We're going to go play at South by Southwest. Yeah, we'll visit some other places while we're there. I think we've got a bunch of gigs for South by. Um, so that'll be great. Anyone who's heading over to Austin, look out for us. Um, yeah, so that's our first time back there since before the pandemic. So I really felt like we were making some good, um, I don't know, some good inroads. And, and I feel like just people over there really get what we're doing. I think yeah. maybe because to me, it's uh, there's a certain element of our sound that we've completely borrowed from the West Coast uh, of the US over there. But uh, so I feel like it's probably palatable given that we've uh, already got that sound. But also there's something about it that I think is different that maybe we don't even hear. But all I know is that when we were over there last time, we toured around and played some shows. And there was a lot of people saying, this is, you guys are really cool. We don't have anything like that around no, here. It's different. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking, but we, we stole half this stuff from you guys, man. <laughs> but remember, you stole it from the age of dad's vinyls. Like, <laughs> so totally yeah. different generation now. But I also think the way we do it, you know, being Australian, like there's always a different interpretation. It's like people don't hear their own accents, you know, mm-hmm. you don't always know how perhaps how extreme or how, I don't know, how different or unusual something that you're doing might sound because of the culture that you, you're coming from. So I th- I do think we're bringing something different to this, uh, to this kind of sound, this West Coast dad rock, whatever, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I like that. It's a new genre. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Your time is precious. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the spins. And I okay. hope you like, the, I hope you like, what about it? I will. I'll let you know tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Thank you. You're welcome.